we've been looking at um, infiltrate, right? We're looking at infiltrate and um, glory to God. You know, so we've been looking at infiltrate and it's been such a very beautiful um, study we've been looking at. Um, yes, uh, last week, I think we, um, was it last week or two weeks ago? I think last week I didn't talk to, I didn't do too much. But two weeks ago, we we're talking about how Joseph became um, the father of of Pharaoh, you know. And maybe that's where I'll pick it from today. But before then, let me tell you why this, this teaching is important. The whole idea of infiltrate, if you remember, um, is the concept of the body. Amen. Amen. The concept of what? Of the body. We are... We are only healthy as a body. Amen. We are only healthy as a what? As a body. You know, you need to go get all the past teachings on this so that I won't do too much to um, recap. Amen. So, if we are going to change the systems and change the world, then we have to function as a body. Amen. We have to function as a body. We have to function as one powerful unit. Until we function as one powerful unit, we will not cause any change. One person is not enough. And I remember one of the foundation of this teaching was when we began to look at John chapter 17. And it says, this way men shall know that you are my disciples when we love one another. But before making that statement, Jesus was talking about how we should be one. And he told us the how. He said, just the way I am in my father and the father is in me. So it means that you are in your brothers and your brothers are what? Are in you. Amen. He says, says, just the way we are one, uh, that they also might be one. How is God and Jesus one? Jesus said, I am in my father. Are you with me? And my father is where? Is in me. That is to say, we are completely inseparable. Are we together here? We have a mysterious union. Glory to God. We have, we share a mysterious union. And that is the way God wants us to share union. And then we have to work hard that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me. And what? And I in you, that they also may be one in us. You get the point now? So until our unity is perfected, our access into divinity has not yet happened. Because for us to enter into him is saying that we can only get into him when we have become one are we together here so when we talk of fullness of christ and the church coming into perfection it's not an individualistic thing are you together with me we have to be one you know sometimes we have an assumption that the perfection of the church is the perfection of every christian that Jesus will come when everybody is perfect. No. Is that our formation is perfect. You get my point now? 
we have an assumption that the perfect, Jesus will not come until he's perfect. No, no, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about it is the unity that is perfect. It is the, it is the body of Christ that is perfect. You get my point? It means that even though there are weak people, you know, there will be weak. When Jesus comes, there will be people who got saved that day. Are you telling me, have they come to the perfect, you see, but they will be saved into a perfect church. So a church that can manage weaknesses and strength. Are you together with me? So it means that the ruling principle of that body is wisdom. The church has matured to wisdom. We can manage our successes, our failures. Are we we together here? So it's not talking about individual perfection. A lot of us get the theology wrong, including myself. And say before Jesus will come, every individual would have become like Christ. No, it's not like that. Are we together? When we, when we talk about a healthy family, for example, it's not the fact that everybody in that family has sense. It's just that the, the family has wisdom to manage the complexities of that home. That's a family. So the perfect church is a church where our, our, what, what we represent in the spirit is now wisdom. We have, we have now, we have now climbed the mountains of God. And now we have the wisdom of God to engineer the will of God. I just said I should be using grammar. You get my point. <laughs> you get my point, friends. So, so, so that's the perfection we're talking about is maturity. Amen. For example, when we say this house is mature, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean everybody is mature. It's just that the critical, um, not even mass of people, but the, but the wisdom that governs the house has become mature. We have grown to have the wisdom that operates the house. That's a mature house. Are you together with me? And in a mature house, there will be failures. There will be, there will be successes and all of that. But we are led accurately. Yes, are you with me, friends? Yeah. So, so don't, be, don't, don't wonder that when will this church become perfect? No. Are we here, friends? Yes. And so, we have to understand from this scripture that there is a basic requirement. It says that when we are one, then we may be one in them. And it is by this that the world may believe that you sent me. So the greatest revival that will hit the earth is the unity of the church. Are you with me? The greatest revival that will hit the earth is not, is not an apostolic move, it's not a prophetic move, it's not an evangelistic move, and it's not all of that. The greatest revival that is going to hit the earth is the revival of the body. Are you with me? The descending of the body. And we began to look also at the book of Corinthians where Paul was talking about why some people die and, 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 and get sick. He says the basic reason is because they do not descend the body. It means that the, the, on the, the, the sense of body is not the primary sense. Are you with me? And that's one thing we need deliverance from. A lot of us have, we have too much of an individualistic sense than a body sense. It now says when you come together for, for communion, it says that you have to wait. Knowing that the communion is not about you. Is about the body. The question is, do you wait? You you get my you get the point. Do you wait? Do you have a mind that waits for your brother? Uh, because for you to wait for your brother, you have to think of your brother. So, do you the thoughts of your brother fill your heart, or you are just longing for personal success and personal greatness? 
And those are the things that we need to understand. And, and I tell you the truth, I am preaching this uh, not just as a message. I'm trusting God to install this into our spirits. You know, so that it can become one of the operational truths that governs us even as a local assembly. You get my point now? So, I am actually working. And that's why I'm not rushing the message. I told you it would take me to the end of August. You get the point now. I'm doing a work so that, you know, uh, I, I made a statement sometime. I said that all, it says, who shall go, uh, who shall go for us? So, one person is sent, but that person has been given a memo that he is sent for people. So when you see him, he's a representative, or better put, a representation. Both is accurate. Are you together with me, friends? Now, how many of you see yourself as a representative or as a representation? The minute that begins to enter inside your spirit, the demon of survival instinct will die. Because you want to survive when you are an individual, but you want to impact when you are on assignment. And so we need to cross from survival to impact. And um, when you are living as an individual, you want to survive. Because you think life is about you not dying or you living. You see, and uh, when that comes, when that's the spirit you carry, there's nothing you cannot do. Listen, a man that wants to survive is dangerous. A man that wants to survive is... Why do Christians kill Christians? Why do Christians kill Christians with prayers? Why do Christians see another Christian as an enemy? And say, Father, all those troubling me, let them die. Did you get my point now? There are Christians who genuinely, and in their mind, they think they are right, who want other Christians to die. Because they have an assumption that that person is my enemy. Yeah. And people are praying for people to, you understand? People are praying for people to die. It's just like your own home now. Imagine there is competition in your home. You get the point now? Imagine you trusting God for your younger brother to die. And say, this guy has to die. Because last week, I noticed that when I got home, he ate all the food. If we continue this way, I will starve in life. Oh, Lord, my God. You get my point? We don't do that, but we do that many times even in the body of Christ. Because we think we are alone. We, we don't know that we are... Listen, as, as we continue to live alone, our dying is sure. The body was not made to function alone. Are you together with me? If the hand begins to be individual, imagine the hand just wanting independence. Imagine your hand leaving your body. Do you know that every part of the body is useless to itself? There's nothing the hand is doing for the hand. There's nothing the eye is doing for the eye. Every part of the body is helping other parts of the body. So the day you don't see yourself as infused into a body and to add value to the body and you see yourself for yourself, you start to die. Are you together with me? So individualism is your road to death. It's your disconnection from eternal life. Are my friends here? So the Lord needs to help us again and help us to understand that you are not here for yourself. And sometimes what you thought was your miracle 
was just that God sent you to represent us. And you were meant to be serving, but you are busy eating. There are a lot. Imagine the people who are serving in parties organize their own table. (laughs) And they employ them to serve. And they just sit down and they are eating. You know, we should jail them. A lot of you, the way you are living your life, you are meant to have been jailed a long time ago. Because when God promoted you, he promoted you to serve us. And now you have, you have become bloated, useless to mankind, humanity. You can't even move again because you are taking words for every, are you together with me? And this is the challenge the church is having. This is why the Christians in the north do not have help. You get my point? The Christians in the north are being bombed, are going through a lot of things. But the Christians in the south are not doing anything about it. Because that's just somebody's church. Is That person's church is going through problem. That's how we see it. <laughs> Listen, the, the, the northern Christians should be, their children, the pastors of the, north, of the church in the, in the north should be enjoying all the scholarship schemes and all of that. You get my point? That's what, the reason why the south is blessed is so that the north can be supplied for. But we don't even know that. Praise God. Was it last year I had to tell Pastor Obi there's a church on the street. I said, let's go get a good offering and go and give them. And we went and we gave them an offering. I'm sure they were shocked. Because we saw that they were doing one or two things and they were trying to fix one or two things in their church. This is just the church in this junction. We went and took an offering to them. Yeah. It's not a competing church. It's, this church does not have to grow more than it. <laughs> Would you have to check them and say, I ah, see what they are doing. Ah, let us, you, you are not okay. You understand? You understand? It's like having a sister that is big and fat and you are being, you are, you, you love her fashion and you love her clothes. Whereas you, you are slengo. You get my point. Or a sister that is big likes the fashion of someone who is slim. And you want to force you get my point. Every church has its as the way it is, has the has its assignment. If you go and copy what they are doing there and bring it here, your own church will collapse. You are meant to appreciate, be grateful to God for it, and supply. Can you say I'm here to supply? Do we have suppliers in the house? This is one of the ways you are delivered from the spirit of poverty. To live for yourself is to be seriously poor. No matter how much you have in your account. You, you are the cheapest project. Your life is the cheapest project. And for your life to be the main project of your life, you are a waste of life. Are you together with me? There should be another project more than you. Am I preaching? Are you already angry? I've, I've never started. I've never started. You're already angry. Are my friends here? So we have to think body. We have to move as a unit. Imagine in a football pitch if the keeper feels like scoring. That's how some of us live life. If if the keeper just feels like scoring. See, there are some of you, you will never be popular. There's nothing you would do. Even if you go to the chemist and get a drug named popular and take it, you will still not be popular. Yeah. You will never be. And there are some, any little thing they do, they will be popular. Yeah. 
It doesn't make them better than the other. It's a role. You are popular for us. You get my point now. Some of you, you have been struggling. You have been trying to be a great man of God. You don't find out that there's nothing man of God about you. You are just lost in for what's not your own. You will preach all the messages. People will say it's not sweet. Your message is not sweet. <laughs> you went to buy Greek and Hebrew Bible. The thing did not sell entire. The message is not sweet. You started to bring a manura and said, these are the 12 spirits. The message was still not sweet. You see, because you were not meant to be a preacher. There's something else you are meant to be that a preacher cannot. Yeah. Are you together with me? You are, you are representing the body of Christ. You are an ambassador. Yes, you are not an individual, an ambassador. The day you start living as an individual, you are cut off from grace. Yeah. The Bible speaks about how beautiful it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. He said it is like oil. It means that the unity itself automatically produces oil. When there is unity, there is oil. There is oil. Are you together with me? When you get to a church and you notice the presence before the pastor preached. That's how it's meant to be. You see, the pastor should not be the one that brings the presence. That's abnormal. When two people gather, there should be presence already. He says, when two of you are gathered in my name, I am there in your midst. If we are truly gathered, there should be presence. So, and healthy church, immediately you enter. There's presence. And not just immediately you enter. Immediately you see two church members talking. You should just join them and there is a presence. Are you together with me? Because it shouldn't be inched on somebody's anointing. It should be inched on our oneness. So there is, we're moving as a team. Are you with me? We're moving as a force. A united force. We're moving as one people. Pastor Idara, if we understand this as a church, there will be no lack in this house. We have to, we have to model this. There will be no lack in this house. In all ramification, there will be no lack. No spiritual lack. No, no, no lack at all. Oh, we are moving as a force. Where God will send one person to break one, one order open for us. And will blow the whistle and say, guys, oh, you are Thieves even know how to do this better than us. There's one that can jump fence very well. They will first send that one. That one will jump fence. When that one has harassed everybody, will tell them that won't come. That's how it's meant to be. You see, we're suffering not because God did not supply. It was because the person God said should keep it for us. Thought it was for him. That's how we're suffering. Do you know how many preachers who do not release the books they read to their members? Hey, they are preachers like that too. They don't want their, their sons to know where they are studying from. So that, uh, they say, uh, if this guy knows what I know, he, he will not turn to father, he will not be my son again. Yeah, yeah they are preachers like that. I tell you the truth, crazy things. So. They are preachers like that. Who will hide what they have? Praise God. So that, in fact, they are preachers who make what they have difficult. Intentionally. So that the more difficult they make it, the more you can respect them. Said so this thing, this thing, it took me 40 days of fasting and prayer. On the 39th day, then the Lord appeared and said, I want to teach you this thing. The fear will catch you and say, Kai, can I do 40 days like this? So you know, let's just be hearing somebody who can do the 40 days. 
They come again and say, yesterday the Lord came and the Lord did not come at all. The Lord was at home resting. <laughs> yeah, I know we do that. We do that so that sometimes preachers do that so that they can maintain. And it's, and it's not necessary. Not just that it's not necessary. It's, it's anti the plan. Huh? John told us that which we have seen, which we have heard, which we have looked upon, which our hand have handled concerning the word of life. That same thing we commit to you, we deliver to you. He said, so that we can have fellowship. He said, and our fellowship is with the Father. And so John, will, the first apostles will want to bring you to where they are. Yes. Jesus Christ, at the other time I was sharing with you guys, they asked him, how can we do the works of God? And he didn't start another while. He said, work of God. It's work of God you call like that. How can you do the work of God? You call work of God like that. <laughs> you cannot do the work. Oh. The work for you to come to do the work. <laughs> you have to first have him to work in you. Then you can now do his work. I said, you know how many years it took me to work one work? <laughs> he didn't say that. He said, believe in me, guys. Are you together with me? He said, believe in me. He said, that is the work. You see, because I've done it. If you can just put your faith on me, it will flow. Are you with me? And then we have to be able to instill that level of confidence in people. And somebody asks you, Pastor Zach, how are you getting it done? You say, it's very easy. Just watch me. Just watch me. And say, this is this and that. So easy. It's not difficult. You can't have a miracle and it's still difficult. You have painted a wicked God. God cannot bless you. And when you are sharing the testimony, we still see difficulty in the old testimony. What kind of trouble is that? It took you 85 years. I'm already 70. If we take, before we, you can't make it difficult again. You get my point? The idea is that if you know it, it should be easy. Are you together with me? If you, if anybody knows it, it should be easy for us. You can't know it and it's still difficult. So Jesus Christ said, believe in me. When he was living, he said, guys, it's better for me to go. If it's some of us, you say, I'm going, no. Hmm. All these people are in jail because I'm here. I'm going. He said, it's better for me. It's better for you guys that I go. He said, because when I go, that thing that powers me will not come upon you fully. He says, when I go, the spirit will come. Then greater works that I did, you guys will do. Hey. Jesus told people you can do better than me. Don't let me don't let me deal with you. If Jesus can tell people you can do better than me, you had better stop making things difficult for people. Jesus told his guys you can do better than me. Then anybody can do better than me in this house. I can't forget the day Jesus Christ told me that he called some people friends. That day was one of my humbling moments where he called people friends. He said, I do not I no longer call you servant. I call you friends. Jesus Christ said, you know I'm God. I said, yes. I said, I have friends. If as a spiritual leader, you never have friends. You don't. Anybody calls you by name, you're offended. Anybody, you are always offended. Something is wrong with you. If Jesus can call somebody my friend, then you better calm down. There's nothing you carry that, uh, you cannot carry up to Jesus. Nobody's carried up to Jesus. So we have to move as a unit. We have to, we have to create, ah, thank you, Father. Oh, I hear the voice of God. You have to create an atmosphere of grace. You must carry an atmosphere of grace. Don't carry an atmosphere 
of difficulty. You see, let me tell you something about the law. The law means you try and it won't work. That's the meaning of the law. It says that they gave all those sacrifices yearly for sin. He said for the fact that they came yearly, it means sin was not taken away. So the idea of the law is that you will try your best and yet you fall short. But the idea of grace is that there is supply from heaven. Are my friends here? One day, hopefully today, it will snap in your heart that this thing is not difficult. That's the, that's the baptism I'm trusting God for you today. That somehow you will just know that fulfilling destiny is not difficult. And you will flow in that ease. Ease is a core proof of divine presence. It has to be easy. It will be great. It will be massive. But it has to be easy. You see, ease is not the absence of work. Is to walk under grace. What I'm saying is, I'm not saying you're not working. You are working. But you see, that work is not destroying your flesh. Because there is an empowerment for the work. Yeah. So many times, the proof of grace is increasing work. When I see somebody ask grace, his work level will increase. Grace is not what to not make you work. I say there's grace. No. If there's truly grace, you'll be able to work. It's just that that work will not wear and tear you. Yes. Paul spoke about, he said, it's, it's all that is by the grace of God. He said, but I labor that day all. That's the proof of grace. The proof of grace is increasing labor. Yes, but it is the type of labor that will not destroy you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are my friends here? So we have to move as a team. You have to have the memory of your brothers consistently. You must carry your brothers in your heart. Are your brothers in your heart? Ask somebody beside you. Ask the best, am I in your heart? Don't wait for an answer. It might break your heart. Just ask and forget about it. Ask another person. Listen. Ask somebody. Share you the reason me. Share you the reason. (laughs) Friends, this is God's plan for his body. This is God's plan for his body. God doesn't want us to brag about how difficult it was. Yeah. You see, what's a miracle in bragging about difficulty? What, what, how does God take the glory? I say, ah, before I was able, I, I saw where ah, I nearly died, but my God, <laughs> what kind of testimony is that? Say, so I, I nearly died. But my God, which God? I don't want that God. Just end this testimony with I tried, I nearly died, and I did it. So there is no there is no testimony in difficulty. 
But there is a testimony is when I spoke with my brother and my sister said something and that thing ignited something in my spirit and I knew it is possible. There's a testimony my brother told me to go and do that thing and he told me how to do it and I did it exactly. Other people used to use 10 years to get it done. But when Shade told me how to do it, friends, it took me six months. That's the testimony of the saints. We can't pass difficulty from one generation to another generation and raise useless theology. I say, if he does not suffer for it, he will not appreciate it. If, if the guy knows, so, I want me to suffer so that he go feel appreciate him. And the greatest gift on earth, the gift of salvation, did we suffer for it? You were just in one service. You didn't even plan. You went because of a girl. Say, after service, soon I go continue parole. But as you just came, the message hit you and you raised your hand. And from that day, from a child of Satan, you became a child of God. The greatest gift. Hey. Awesome, man. This God is good. See this rascal. He entered the church anyhow. He broke the he broke the gate, pushed the door. He came and hit me and met me on the floor. And now he's a child of God. Just like that. Just like that. On that floor, I told him today your life has changed because he met me. And that's all. Let somebody meet you and your life changes. Let somebody talk to you, their story changes. Let somebody meet you, their burden is lifted. Just because they met you, they meet grace. Let's not pass difficulty to the next generation. If it was difficult for you, it's because, so that it won't be difficult for others. Don't inculcate the culture of difficulty. All the old things the Lord tried to do for thousands of years and could not get it done. Jesus put a time frame to it and he told them in three days. He put a time frame. He said, in three days, I'll bring down this temple. And in that same three days, I'll raise it up. Three days. The law had been operational for over 2,000 years. It didn't work. And Jesus changed the game in three days. Can I release a prophecy over your life? Listen, the level of oil and grace that will come upon your life, the level of expertise that you carry, you will have the grace to compress time. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. You have grace to compress time. You have grace. Listen, some of you have grace to compress the time for financial freedom. When people meet you this year, before the end of the year, they'll be financially free. You have grace to deliver people from sin. They meet you this year, they are free from pornography the next, the same day. 
Oh my God, there's an anointing here. Can we pray in the Holy Ghost? Let's, let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, blast in the Holy Ghost. Blast in the Holy Ghost. Ashana Malatisa Elegaduva Iparadina Isai Kalikue Alipante Varadasataya Jigaratula Posaya. You come into expertise, you come into grace, supernatural abilities as a Varadayagaya, so that you become a supplier. Hey, Father. Bless me for your body. Bless me for my brothers. Allah gadomo shai karadaya. Ilabara devala sara. Ashai kalatala kote. Ilabariva. Asunaya leto. Ask God to put a blessing on you. Ask God to put a grace on you. Ask God to put a oil on you. And let him know that it will be for the body. It will be for your brothers. Father, bless me. You can be specific. You can you can tell him the area. The area you suspect grace. The area you suspect is your calling. Tell God if you put oil on this area of my life, I will release it to the body. Oh dear God, you know that if you give me the wisdom of how home should work, I will release it to the body. I will help marriages in the body. Whatever you bless me with, I won't feel superior. I won't feel better. Turn me to a servant by your blessing. Make me a servant in the body by your blessing. Jegele bokotosa, jegele bokotosa, aya telebasa, aleketoves, aleketoves. Matavanasia, mashala bokotoloves, ilagatosha. Bless me, Father. Bless me, Father. Bless me for your body. In the mighty name of Jesus. Pashaladaya. Elekatomoshaya. Ayata. Ayata. Send your empowerment. Send your grace. Put favor on my head. Put your oil on my life. Sharpen my abilities. Let your angels help me. Make me a man of God. I kalakotomosa.
in Jesus name we prayed the hand and the favor of God is upon you I said shout a loud amen the hand and the favor of God is upon you let somebody shout a loud amen have your seat have your seat I have 10 more minutes I just want to show you one thing in 10 minutes and then we'll be good Last week, I don't know if it was last week, but sometimes we're looking at Genesis 45. We're looking at the story of Joseph. And this is what I feel God will have me. I shouldn't leave without saying. So I've been talking about how your, so your journey, Genesis 45. So your journey is not, um, is not as simplistic as you assume. Simplistic in the sense that it's not just the story of your life. It is the story of your making. There are two different things. It's not just the story of your life. It's the story of your making. And it is the story of also how you stepped into the glory of God. Are we together here? And so when you check John Genesis 45, start from verse 1. Let's read that and um, it will be good. Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried, I'll make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud and Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to the brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? Praise God. Did you see that? So even though this man was in... Egypt and went through all that he went through, he carried his body with him. You get the point? He carried his father in his heart. He carried his brothers in his heart. His brothers could not answer him for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near to him. Then he said, I am Joseph. Which Joseph? Your brother. Whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves. Because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. So your, the story of your life is not simplistic. You get my point? It's, it's not that. It's not, so, so there was a way Joseph could have seen it. I suffered while growing up. That's how some of you simplify life. They say, I suffered while growing up. No, it's not that simplistic. It's a journey into glory. It's a journey into, um, into purpose. So it's not just simplistic. Now, when you make it simplistic, you allow the sting of Satan to destroy you. Am I preaching here? You allow the pain of the enemy to take you out. Because you just think this and this happened to me while growing up. No, this and this didn't happen to you while growing up. You went through a process. Are you together with me? So that you can fulfill the purposes of God. Now, a lot of that process, it, Satan brought negative things. But it doesn't end there. God used those negative things. Are you together with me? So instead of you saying, God, why me? Say, God, thank you. Because... It wasn't Satan who brought negative to you. So don't say, God, why me? Don't, don't ask him question on what he didn't do. 
it was Satan who did it. But God did not allow Satan, you know, have the end game. Even though Satan did bad, God took the bad and turned it to good and made sure that the bad of the enemy will not stop you from fulfilling purpose. Are you together with me? And so because some of the things you are being through, if God did not interrupt and intervene, you shouldn't even be here. The reason you are here was that there was a preserving initiative orchestrated by heaven that things will not get to a point of your total destruction and alienation. So the Lord managed everything to make sure that you don't lose your life or lose your mind because he's making sure his intentions and his purposes for your life still come to pass. So nobody here has the type of life where you say, God, why me? What you should say is, God, thank you. Because Satan did it, God turned it. Are you with me, friends? God turned it. He turned things around. Pastor Zach, but why didn't God stop Satan? If God can always stop Satan, then this world will operate like robots. God cannot always stop Satan. Because heaven is the Lord, the earth he has given to the sons of men. So our participation on earth is 100%. There are things God, listen, the world is going the way God doesn't want it to go. He's not the one making bad things happen. It's Satan making bad things happen. But he's the one recovering things. He's trying his best and looking for all legal ways to enter into the scene. And then restore things. And then when he now gets you aligned to him. At that level, Satan cannot do anything. He has 100% control over people who are in his kingdom. But he doesn't have 100% control over those who are outside his kingdom. A lot of things happen to you because you were not in. But now that you are in, there is no negative thing that happened to your life that you can blame God for. If you are in and follow him and obey him, you are kept. Are you together with me? But guess what? This is the juice that even though you were out of him, he was still looking out for you. He was looking out for you and managing things till he can bring you in. But now that you are in, you are no longer going to complain. It's not time to deal with the enemy. It's not time to ask what happened before I came in. Now you are already in. Because a lot of you are in, but worrying about what happened out. And looking for answers. You don't need answers. You just need to make sure that you are going to bring other people who are out. in. So if you, if you take life too simplistic, what happens is that you will retain your pain. And when you retain pain, you destroy your soul. Pain is a virus. Pain is a cancer. So you can see, Joseph, can I preach here? Oh, time up. Let, let me just say this. When Joseph introduced himself to his brother, he says, I am Joseph. You see, because many times, pain wants you to change identity. But the guy said, I'm still Joseph. And if you guys don't understand, I am Joseph, your brother. That is to say, I'm not going to change who I am. And I'm not going to change my good towards you. I'm Joseph. Many times when things happen, you change yourself. You change your name. And you change the basis of relating with people. And now you want to be an oppressor because you were oppressed. And now you want to deal with those who dealt with you. And now you think God has elevated you so you can pay back. No, I'm Joseph. And guess what? I'm still your brother. Everything you did to me did not destroy my identity. Identity preserved. 
Your wickedness won't turn me to be wicked. Daddy gave me Joseph. He gave me Joseph and I'm not going to change my name. That's the name that he gave me. That's the name God gave me and that's who I am. I'm Joseph. And if you are still afraid and shocked, I'm your brother. I'm not going to oppress you. I'm not going to deal with you. See, because life is not that. It's not like that. I was sent for you. I was sent because of you. And so it's not time to show you that I have arrived. That's the mindset we need to deal with. As I mean, I'm waiting to arrive so you can go back to those who and deal with them back and say, you see now, you see, never believed in me. No, 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 no. That's not the motivation for living. Motivation for living is service. I'm Joseph. I didn't change. Pain did not change me. Listen, you were not made in the image and the likeness of pain. You were made in the image and in the likeness of God. And that you will retain. Put your hands on somebody's shoulder and say that you would retain. You retain. Pain will not recreate you. You see, if, if pain recreates you, you house demons. Because pain is the house of demons. Yeah, you house demons. You house bitterness. You house demons. But there are people who are here who are free from pain. Free from pain. I wish I could hear the voice of somebody free from pain. If I heard your voice, I would be happy. Are you just screaming because you just feel like screaming or truly you are free from pain? Free from pain. Made in the image and the likeness of God. And it will remain like that. There's nobody I want to deal with. There's nobody I want to show. There's nobody I want to tell that I have arrived. I want to serve who God has sent me to. I am here for service. I don't want to prove anybody wrong. God already did that. He already called everybody liars and himself true. I don't have to do it again. I just want to serve. I just want to serve. I like it. He said, I, Joseph. Still me, Joseph. And if you are afraid, I still refer myself as your brother. Glory to God. Don't allow pain and rigor of the process turn you into a loner. That's, that's something pain does. Pain isolates you. And then that isolation, because you've gone through so much rigor, you isolate yourself. You do two things. You don't give help and you don't receive help. When that happens, you're dying. You must take confidence and, 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 and be kind enough to always give help. Never, never, never live a life where you are not giving help. And don't wait for qualification. Don't look for who's qualified to receive your help. Help whoever the heart, the spirit of God, your heart releases you to help. Are you with me? And make sure you are receiving help. Because pain brings fear. 
And fear makes you scared. You don't want to expose yourself. And if you don't receive help, you are dying. So two things you've learned today, or just now, is that you are going to give help. And you're going to what? You're going to receive help. Because it was still these same brothers that Joseph, after helping them, he was still the ones he trusted his bones with. Trusted his bones with them. So they were still the ones that buried him. And he told them where. And that was important to his eternity. Because he was looking at resurrection and all of that. And he told them, please, don't bury me in Egypt. Carry me along with you guys. See, if they didn't carry him, he won't go. He'll be there. And so, and so, make sure that pain is not your greatest teacher. If, green, if pain teaches you, it will lie to you. It will deceive you. It will make you, it will make somebody who made a mistake, it will make you turn that person to an eternal enemy. Sometimes somebody just made a mistake, but pain would, it will, it will tell you he's an eternal enemy. It will lie to you. And you cut people off who should still not be cut off yet. You cut people off who, sh- who can still be of help to you in years to come. Are you together with me? Pain is not a teacher. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. The Holy Spirit is your teacher. And see the beauty, how Joseph got into Egypt, preserved Israel, and Israel eventually preserved his bone. We would always need one another. So carry your brothers in heart, because you need them, and they need you. Jesus Christ said, let them be one. As we are one. I, I in you and you in me. So you've, you've got your brother inside you yeah. and your brother inside him. God bless you. Mm-hmm.